0: You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your host Micah from Fifth Quarter ACC, and I've got Nick back again. Nick, it's it's official. You're you're going to be joining us uh, here for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, obviously, if your brand takes off like Dan's does, that's great, and you move on to bigger and better things. That's kind of the goal here. But you know, I know the listeners enjoyed you, and I enjoyed having you on. But you know, we we last talked last week. So, how are things going for you?
1: Pretty good. Um, finishing up my job here in Raleigh, my part-time job here. And I'll be moving back to Winston in a couple of weeks, uh, but I'm just all flustered with all the news about uh, the big 12 and Texas and Oklahoma possibly joining the sec, which I think we'll know sometime this week. But other than that, I'm good. I'm very excited for what we're about to do for this show. So.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about doing an emergency podcast, but I felt like everybody was doing that. So I almost just said, eh, let's just give it a minute and give it some time. We'll do it when it's less cool. That way it yeah. is still cool.
1: Yeah. On Sunday okay. when I on Sunday when I was making this list for what we were doing, uh, I also did like a whole conference realignment to Sunday night at like 10 o'clock, just in case if we were going to talk about it. So I have it all ready to go.
0: Let's. Let's talk about it briefly because I mean, we just can't avoid it. It's way too big. This isn't like, you know, what color shoes Zion Williamson's wearing a Duke or something. This is some, this is big news. You know, I guess my biggest, you know, everyone's talking about it. I hate it, but I also understand the reasoning. West Virginia to the ACC just seems to make sense. But I mean, if I'm assuming you had adding because I feel like it'd be stupid for the ACC to. I mean, maybe maybe you want to merge with the Big Ten. I mean, I know Jay Billis came on and begged, you know, our, our commissioner to, to change that up. But, you know, I, I think it would be really cool. It would be the stupidest thing ever, but we make the Coastal Conference, and it's the Pac-12 and the ACC, and you're divided in East and West. So the, the divisions are East and West. It's the two conferences, but they're together. That I, I know that's a terrible idea, but, damn, give me Virginia and Oregon State or Oregon Florida State rematch of the Rose Bowl NC State versus Arizona State just sounds like a matchup made in heaven I mean you can't tell me that an NC State fan's not going to want to fly out to Tempe or vice versa you know see parts of the country could be cool getting way too much travel money Olympic sports would be the dumbest idea I've ever heard but well I guess since you put something together I mean I didn't go too deep into it but is there a team you would make a case for or a couple teams you'd truly make a case for, for adding, or are we dropping anybody in the ACC?
1: So I really think it's going to be, I feel like we're leaning towards a, a power four conference where the big 12 teams are just going to disperse into the ACC Pac 12 and sec and big 10. The only school I got going to the ACC is West Virginia West Virginia makes sense. The football is great. The basketball is great. Their baseball program is decent. They have an incredible fan base that I think matches really well with the ACC teams, especially the ones more south, like the Carolina schools, Clemson, Florida, all those schools. Um, I do have possibly Maryland coming back because I feel like the Big Ten is going to want Notre Dame. So we'll see what that happens. And plus like the big 10 has more money. So if they just waive that money in front of Notre Dame, they're just going to take it. But I don't know. I have so many scenarios, but out of all the teams in the big 12, West Virginia makes the most sense. It's right. We can have that uh, rivalry back with Virginia tech rivalry back with Louisville, maybe Pitt. So I would love to have West Virginia in the ACC. I think that fits very well.
0: Yeah, the rivalries part makes a lot of sense. I do, obviously, you get the backyard brawl, you get the Black Diamond trophy, and those are always added nice pieces. I mean, I still remember that West Virginia pick game for the national title spot where West Virginia blew it in that crazy 2007, but I actually, if I had to pick a team to add, I'm going Cincinnati, like all in on Cincinnati, Cincinnati-Louisville is an old rivalry. You get, you're kind of sticking it to the Big Ten in sense and grabbing someone that you know, potentially is a competitor uh, to go to the Big Ten. Uh, just a side note on your Notre Dame idea, I don't know if you knew this, but because of the ACC network deal that's currently in place, um, Notre Dame actually can't join any other conference but the ACC for football for the next seven years. So mm-hmm. there is, I mean, again, the Big Ten comes out, whips their wallet out, and gives them, gives the ACC a big buyout. I'm sure the ACC is not saying no, but is it really worth the like, For Notre Dame to jump through that hoop, they're not going to do it. The Big Ten's not going to jump through that hoop. I mean, I don't think Notre Dame's coming to the ACC for football because the whole 12-team playoff kind of makes it pointless to a sense. But on the flip side, I do think that it definitely could, you know, at least won't mean Notre Dame to, like, the Big Ten or the SEC. Uh, I'm interested to see – I don't think it would happen. There's just too much loyal ties in the contracts that are in place, but – I'd be interested to see if the SEC tries to poach a Clemson or a Florida State, you know, tries to make this crazy super conference. I feel like at some point, if every team is on one docket, it's just too much. You know, it's going to be, you know, your money is going to get spread out too far. Um, I would love, you know, I love I Again, mean, it's not ACC related, but I love the idea of Kansas going to the Big Ten. That sounds just really fun to me. Um, yeah, that's one I have. Just for basketball purposes, I would love the ACC to maybe pursue that potentially, again, that's really stretching out our, our our footprint there and making no close teams but you know if the ACC could somehow poach uh, Kansas just for basketball purposes that would be awesome um, give me Kansas Duke UNC Virginia <laughs> the list just goes on in Florida State recently you know just so many that conference you know would be so so sick in basketball maybe throw a, a Oklahoma State in there or something like that too just to get really crafty but it, it's crazy nonetheless but Thankfully, I mean, I'm sure that 2025 number is not true. I'm sure at some point the SEC's is like, yeah, 2023, here's the money. Uh, Texas OU, buy out the contract. I'm sure things are coming sooner than we think. But at the same sense, at least we have some time to, to enjoy it. I, I'm interested to see. I, I am supposed to attend a Texas game this year uh, in, in football, and I'm curious to see. It is a road game. So I am curious to see what the reactions of the home fans will be when they show up, if it's going to be a big uh, middle finger kind of thing. I know the horns down will obviously be there. That was probably, uh, I don't know if you saw that little shot from Eli Drinkowitz, the head coach over at um, Mizzou, but when someone mentioned to him about the Texas thing, uh, his first question to the commissioner Sankey was, is that going to be a penalty here too? thought that was hilarious. Just taking a shot straight at the big 12 and the whole horns down thing. So, Uh, That was great nonetheless, but let's get back to what our podcast was going to be. We obviously haven't mentioned it to people today. We are going to be talking about our dream road trip. We want to have some fun with this. Um, You know, we did this last year, Dan and I did. Uh, I do travel for college football. I've been to 46 different stadiums for games, and and I'm planning to be at 52, 53 by the end of this season. Uh, So for me, this is kind of true. I've been to every HC stadium, so in a way, it's a little less about seeing something for the first time for me. Um, But the whole rule of this, again, was we could not see the same team more than three times. So, for example, we can't go to every Clemson game or every Wake Forest game or every NC State game. Uh, We could only go to a ACC stadium once. Neutral site games, of course, were allowed. Um, I debated whether or not I should put in the stipulation you can't go to Bank of America Stadium twice. But I figured the ACC championship game is just an automatic part of our road trip, so I figured that would be fair to allow it. Um, just kind of assuming, you know, hint, hint what I'm saying I'm going to for week one. Um, But again, that's just kind of the rules. We wanted to have fun with it. You know, we're going to give a little bit of a reasoning. Uh, This is something that does come from Athlon Sports Cover 2 podcast. Uh, So I have always done this on my own, but never really obviously put in a platform on a podcast until they did it. So we'll give credit where credit is due. But I feel like this should be fun. Uh, We are going to get into more football talk, which will be great starting next week. Uh, we'll be doing a preseason prediction poll and our superlatives and then going to dive into each individual team. We're going to try to keep those team previews at 15 to 20 minutes each for everyone to enjoy, but not, you know, as much as I would love to talk 60 minutes about whether Coach Cutcliffe and Duke are working out or not. I don't think anybody really wants to hear that. I think we'd be just talk- talking at a wall at that point. Uh, so we'll obviously focus on those and then we'll get ready for week one here soon. Football season is... What five weeks away now, I think, is where we're at. So crazy, crazy time. We're gonna be getting busy here. But uh Nick, anything you want to add before we get into it? Or if you want, you can you can kick us off week one.
1: Um a lot of decisions were made. A lot of decisions. I was I might I might switch last minute, depending on how I'm feeling in the moment. Uh, but I'm excited. Uh let's just go ahead and get with it. So uh, I'll go ahead and start for week one. Uh, all very tempting. Every single one of these. Um, just to make sure we can only go once, a one, one game a week, right? Even if it's on like a Thursday, Friday, or Sunday. Correct. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. thought about
0: making that stipulation where you could add more, but also it makes it more difficult. I thought too, when I looked at it because some of those Thursday night games and they play a, a more fun game on a Saturday. So I'm yeah, not saying this is no shot at Duke, but I don't see Duke play this year. So, you know, that, was, <laughs> that would have opened the door for maybe seeing Duke play Syracuse or something like that on a random yeah. weekend, but uh, no one game a week, we're going to pretend like we're broke college students yet somehow have enough money to travel to a game every week.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So week one, I mean, all very tempting, but I think I'm headed down to Charlotte and I'm going to go see Clemson versus Georgia. I mean, this this used to be an old rivalry in the 80s and 90s. They used to play each other every single year. Um, and unfortunately, they don't anymore. But now they they're playing again. And I would love to see that game down in Charlotte. Uh, I would love also to see Miami, Alabama, but I feel like even though Miami is going to be good, I still think Bama's going to win that game pretty damn well. So uh, Clemson and Georgia, that's where I'm going week one down in Charlotte.
0: I mean, I'll be joining you. That game is just way too tempting. Like you said, I'm not going to lie. I had, two games on the docket also that were were very very tempting i think i almost pulled the, this one out just because i think it would have caught people off guard the louisville old miss game on labor day in atlanta just excites the living hell out of me uh i think you've got you're talking points i mean first one to 75 wins i mean yeah take the over ridiculous. on that game <laughs> yeah the only way i'm not taking the over is if Vegas does what we're thinking and decides to put 180 as the over and obviously go under, but <laughs> it's going to be a, it's going to be a basketball over under for sure. in that one. So that's that game really excited me. I mean, Lane Kiffin versus the whole Scott Satterfield, you know, kind of tempting leave kind of thing. So things are obviously bubbling over at Louisville, North Carolina, Virginia tech, that game. I mean, all eyes are going to be on that game on Thursday night. Cause everyone wants to know if North Carolina is legit. And if you follow college football, you want to see what the hell is going on in Blacksburg. So that game definitely had some, you know, some temptations in it. I don't know if you knew this, but Virginia Tech on opening nights uh, on Labor Day weekends at at home, they normally win. So it's one of those things where Justin Valente always finds a way for the Hokies to pull one out. So, I mean, I'm not saying upset alert just yet. I think obviously North Carolina is going to be favored there, but. That game definitely screams some fun. I did, I have a soft spot for the Mac. I was telling you about this before we started recording. Syracuse plays at Ohio in week one. That game a little tempting just because when the hell else is an AC team going to the Mac. But right. again, I think, you know, just heading over and Clemson, Georgia. Like if that if that wasn't if that wasn't Clemson, Georgia, you know, top five matchup, what are we going to get from Clemson? What are we going to get from Georgia? I think I may have honestly picked one of those smaller games, but that game's just way too big to miss. So obviously, that just made too much sense. Week two, I have a feeling we're going to be going in the same spot. Uh, When we talked about, you know, kind of one of the rules was it doesn't have to be at an ACC stadium. I just, we have to see an ACC team. I'm going to go see your alma mater, NC State, Mississippi State. I mean, more Cowbell, Mike Leach. You've got the most energetic, no, maybe not energetic. Most outgoing crazy coach in Mike Leach. And you've got the most quiet, just does his own thing coach and Dave Doran. You've got an NC State team who, I mean, we're all expecting pretty big things from this year, especially if Devin Leary is healthy against Mississippi State team, which last year looked like giant killers week one and then looked like a pushover in week five. So who knows what you're gonna get in that one. ACSEC always matters. You know, obviously it just means a little bit less for us, but you know, it still matters a little bit. So I'll definitely be making the trip over to Starkville.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ever since the College World Series and all those Mississippi State fans reaching out to the NC State fans like, hey, we're sorry that the NCAA screwed you guys, but when you come to Starkville in September, we'll buy you guys drinks on the house for sure. So I'm already going to Starkville just for the nice hospitality uh, NC, I mean, I think the barstool Mississippi state page on Twitter named themselves NC state West. So just cause they were defending us, but I'm definitely going, I've been to Oxford before. So I would love to go see Starkville. Uh, and we didn't get this game last year. We were supposed to play Mississippi state in Raleigh last year. So I'm definitely going down to see Mike Leach. I'm definitely going to go see Starkville. Um, and again, yeah, my alma mater. So I would love to go see them play down in Mississippi State. A couple others I had like that were just kind of out there. Uh, App State at Miami. I think that's going to be a very fun game, especially because Miami's coming off a game against Alabama. So I had a lot of Miami, very tempting Miami games throughout this entire schedule. So many tempting ones, uh, but. Yeah, App State-Miami came close, but I'm definitely going down the start, Phil.
0: That's a good choice. I mean, I again, I was in Omaha for the College World Series, so I saw that relationship kind of grow. That was something really cool, so obviously that'll be fun. Um, I think it'll be really funny to see if fan bases both wearing national champion shirts from the College World Series this year. Um, so that'll be kind of fun, too. Uh, Pitt, Tennessee also caught my eye, uh, week two. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Rocky Top many times I went to school not too far from Knoxville. So I've been there. My my girlfriend actually is a diehard Tennessee fan. Her whole family is, you know, if you're from Tennessee, you're, you're all pretty much. Uh, so I would love to see Pat Narduzzi's pit, just run them over. Plus like psychotically, I hate both teams jerseys like going head to head, but in a way they're so ugly. It's almost beautiful with the yellow helmets from Pitt with that bright Tennessee orange, like, I don't know, that, that uniform combination together sounds terrible, but at the same time, it sounds so bad, it's almost something I want to watch. Um, so that'll be kind of fun too, but I agree. I think Very eye-popping. Exactly, yeah, where NC State, Mississippi State, you're just getting kind of your more common colors. But week three, I'm curious where you go here because I really, really debated one game just because of its history, and I'm kind of almost tempted to to go to which because of the history and I feel like growing up in Virginia, you know, this was a rivalry because I was in South the Southwestern part of the state. So West Virginia's border was only an hour away. So there was definitely some tension there. However, I picked UCF in Louisville and it's only because I think that game is more important for the ACC. Uh, I don't know how many Louisville fans listen to this podcast. I love going to Louisville. I Every year, Virginia or Wake played there. I was there um, when I was in college. I loved it. I was at that Wakey Leagues game. That was awesome. Great hospitality. Very underrated college town. Very underrated fan base as well. Really enjoyed it there. There's They have the upper-level seats that are pretty far away from the field. I'm not going to lie, but they're $10, so you can get in pretty cheap. Um, so that game just sounds great. It's a former Big East. AAC rivalry ish. You know, obviously UCF thinks they're better than Louisville. Um, I would love to see UCF lose to an ACC team because Georgia Tech didn't get it done last year. I think this Louisville team's more destined for it. Plus, this is going to be kind of the test game for Louisville. You know, if Louisville loses this game, there's a good chance because again, they got Ole Miss week one. You know, that they might be, if they lose this one and two, I mean, they had Eastern Kentucky the week before. But if they lose that, if they're at one and two, let's just say based off the favorite odds, you know does that Scott Satterfield playing a a little uh little chess game with South Carolina kind of way in the locker room we get a sort of Bobby Petrino type I hope not but you just don't know Louisville has this history unfortunately of teams kind of quitting when things get a little tough so Mm -hmm. that game I think just has a lot more for it plus in the current era of the push for the power four you know the last thing I want to do is see some of these ACC teams kind of have like Bullet points for a team like UCF or Cincinnati when they go to a power, you know, go to the SEC, the Big 12, or even the ACC and say, We want to join your conference because we're better than this team in your conference or in the ACC if you're going to a different conference. So give me that game. But obviously, I hinted at the other game. I'll let you say where you're going first. But obviously, the game I was sitting at was West Virginia at Virginia Tech, or sorry, Virginia Tech at West Virginia. Excuse me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like your pick. I that was kind of hidden there. I think you're right. It's a big game for Louisville because, and it's a big game for the ACC. UCF has been knocking on our door for the last like five or six years wanting to join the conference. So the ACC needs to step up. And like you said, Louisville week one, they play Ole Miss. So we'll see what happens. Uh, That's a big game on their calendar for sure. But uh, for mine, I was deciding between two. I was either going to go to the oldest rivalry in the South against U, uh, for UNC in Virginia, but Morgantown just seems so much more fun. And especially since they're playing Virginia Tech, that old rivalry, um, I want to go see some couches burning at noon. Uh, so I'm going to Morgantown and they could be joined. They're a lot closer now joining the ACC than maybe UCF is at the moment. So I'm going to go uh, to Morgantown to see Virginia Tech play West Virginia. I think that game is going to be electric.
0: Morgantown is the only place in my life when I've attended a college football game where I didn't sleep for 72 hours. I saw them play Iowa State a few years ago. And as soon as I showed up to Morgantown, I went to a bar, and the next thing I know, the people I was staying with that were students there, they don't sleep in Morgantown on game days. So that was awesome. Uh, That rivalry would be fantastic. Again, that was tempting. The noon kickoff kind of ruined it for me, honestly, mm-hmm. just because, again, you're talking about you got to get up. I mean, again, kegs and eggs is great. Don't get me wrong. But 7 a.m. just to even, you know, maybe tailgate. Eh. I mean, yeah, obviously the scene afterwards is going to be insane because uh, I guarantee whoever both fan bases are going to stick around in Morgantown regardless of what happens. Um, there is a little bit of a sleeper there, too. Because um, Western or Western Michigan plays Pitt at noon, I was hoping maybe you know in a non not in this situation, but if Pitt was playing a night game, that would be tempting as a traveler in general because he could make the trip down to Pitt or vice versa. Um, Virginia North Carolina was one I actually did think about because it's more of the whole North Carolina just can't beat Virginia thing. Uh, they haven't done it in four years. Every time I've thought North Carolina should have won, especially last year, Virginia somehow finds a way to win that game. So. With that being a rivalry, even though, again, in North Carolina, they care more about state, and at UVA, they care more about tech, it's still one of those, like, and Virginia loves it, too, with the, the way North Carolina is pushing the, we run the state of Virginia with all the recruits they're grabbing, and then the Virginia fans clapping back with, uh, not on the field, you don't. So, you know, that obviously would be fun as well. So, I like that. I like that choice. One other game I wanted to mention, because I think the slate in week three was honestly a very underrated slate for the ACC. Mm-hmm. Michigan State at Miami. I don't know what yeah. the heck to expect from Michigan State. And with Miami being Miami, again, we, you mentioned it with App State. I mean, App State, someone you really shouldn't sleep on. Yeah. Let's say they do because they're looking ahead to a Power 5 game at Michigan State, and they lose that game. Owen 2 Miami against Michigan State at noon. Nobody's going to be there at that point at Hard Rock Stadium. It's going to be dead. No one's going to care. Michigan State might go in and win, and then we have, we're talking about not only a team we had preseason top 15, top 20 in some polls, but now we're talking about an 0-3 team that lost to a group of five team, a Michigan State team that's favored near the bottom of the Big Ten East, and I mean, obviously losing Alabama, no shame in that, but Miami slate, that's only reason, we'll get to our predictions next week, but there's a reason why I don't understand why Miami could be listed as a preseason favorite in the Coastal, just because their schedule is so daggone hard, like I, don't, I think selfishly, I don't know if I want an eighth, uh, the Coastal Champion to potentially have two out-of-conference losses. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, there, there, there's that to take into consideration, but I like your pick. So, where are we going for Week 4? I think my Week 4 pick might be a shocker, but we'll see.
1: Okay, so Week 4, This this was tough because I looked ahead in the schedule, but you know what? I feel like my guys have a good chance to upset Clemson. So I'm going to Raleigh and I'm going to go see Clemson, NC State. Um, hopefully by this time, NC State is undefeated. They're, they, maybe they start off 3-0. I think they got USF and then Mississippi State, obviously. And after that, they play Furman. So there's a good chance they can start off 3-0 maybe sneak into the top 25. We could have a top 25 matchup uh, in Raleigh. And I don't know. Clemson just seems to always have that weird loss. I mean, it hasn't happened in a couple of years, you know, with Syracuse and Pitt a few years ago. So if anyone I think is going to upset Clemson, I really do think it could be NC State. So I think I'm going to bite the bullet from my last, last pick. and. Just go to Clemson-NC State for this game or for this week.
0: Hey, not, nothing wrong with that. I definitely considered it. But like you said, I mean, I have – let me check my notes real quick. But I know I'm seeing Clemson three times. I've, yeah, I've seen NC State three times. So, this didn't fit the schedule for what I, what I kind of see portraying. We'll get to, you know, where we're going next. I'm actually going to watch another ACC-SEC matchup. Woo! I'm going up to Boston College to watch Mizzou at BC. Uh, I mentioned what I saw. I love Eli Drinkowitz, so maybe that's just a soft spot as well, um, seeing Mizzou. But this is one of those games where this is two programs that I don't think in terms of national hype, and we're not talking a ranked matchup like you might be getting in Raleigh, but this is two teams with gunslinger quarterbacks that have a lot of expectations coming into the season. Both teams exceeded expectations last season. Mizzou played a lot better than people thought. Boston College, of course, did the same in the ACC. I love Chestnut Hill. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe October would have been a little bit better timing. But late September, the leaves are changing. It's not going to be freezing cold, but the temperatures are going to start to drop. You know, Boston College, again, very underrated. Chestnut Hill itself is very underrated. Give me a weekend in Boston. Even though the town, like we mentioned in our NLI rankings, maybe doesn't care about the Eagles as much as we had hoped. Um, actually, in the Cover 3 podcast today, they were talking about Danny Cannell was telling the story about how he was working a Boston College football game. And his favorite tradition is getting a local newspaper to read the like the game day charts. I know when we grew up, you know our local paper, I can't remember what it is in Raleigh, but I know for me it was the Roanoke Times. You know Virginia Tech and Virginia's matchups had the depth charts and who has the advantage, offensive line, defensive line, all that stuff. In the Boston Globe, they had nothing about Boston College's game that day. So, you know, again, that does maybe hinder this a little bit. But, again, Boston College fan base, for those that do care, is great. And, again, AC ACC matchup, you know, the ACC wants to pride itself this year. I mean, I hate to say it, but we're going to have to pride ourselves on the middle of the pack. And it's going to be hard to do that if we can't even beat the middle of the pack of the SEC. Right. So Because they're going to have more top-heavy teams. They just are. I mean, unfortunately, that's just how it's going to work, AM. Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, you know, they're all going to have those higher tier teams. So at least we can clap back with, well, Mizzou's your seventh best team and Boston College is our seventh best and we won. So at least we can kind of make the, it shifts near the bottom kind of argument, which I fortunately hate using, but better than nothing. So right. Boston College there. And that actually transitions me to week five to my trip down to Death Valley, Boston College at Clemson. After last year, that game was enticing. I don't think we're gonna have the same thing that happened last year, but let's see the Boston College hype. Again, if Boston College wins against Mizzou, that's that's potentially kind of what you mentioned with NC State, you know, especially if Clemson does beat NC State. We're talking undefeated 4 0 teams, potentially again. If Clemson wins mm-hmm. against Georgia, so big game. I would love to see what Phil Dracovic does against Clemson's biggest, I guess, question mark right now is the secondary on defense. I mean, the defensive line is gonna be insane. So seeing what they can do should be interesting. And plus I had to get to Clemson somehow. And unfortunately Clemson's home slate kind of sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so week five, even though in reality, I think week one, I will be going to old dominion, wake forest, but week five, I'm going to Louisville, wake forest. Uh, that has always been ever since Louisville joined the ACC. And I think they've been the best fit from the teams that have joined the ACC. Uh, those Wake-Louisville games have been very fun to watch. I went to uh, Lamar's last game against Wake Forest, where Wake won. And um, oh, what's his name? They're a small wide receiver for Wake. Uh, had three touchdowns. In that game, it was unbelievable. Was it Hinton
0: that had that that day? Or
1: no, was it, it wasn't Hinton. I was
0: I, there, so I, I'm trying to remember it, too. Yeah,
1: he got hurt, oh. too, unfortunately. he, I think he tore something in his knee.
0: Yeah, because I remember uh, that was still the strangest day to me because I went to that game and then actually drove up to Blacksburg for Virginia Tech and Duke at the nightcap, and it was sunny and hot as hell at the Wake game it was 50 degrees and raining at the Virginia Tech game. It was the strangest thing. It's two hours away from each other, but the weather shifted. I remember that game. Heck, I mean, we've had – when I went to – minus the Wakey Leaks game where that was, I think, nine to nothing at half for Wake, and then Mm -hmm. people won like 31 to nine. They've always just been insane games. I definitely did consider that. I like that choice. Um,
1: Yeah, it's always – It's always been a fun matchup. I think a couple of years ago, Wake's running back, Matt Colburn, he had three touchdowns and the story behind that game was he was originally committed to Louisville and then Louisville took away his scholarship. So he went to Wake and then boom, puts three touchdowns on their heads his senior year. So it's always a fun matchup and it's in Winston-Salem. And I think a lot of Wake Forest fans will show up for that game just because of it's Been back and forth, so I'm very excited. That's definitely where I will go week five.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's become a little rather, maybe not so much for the Louisville fans, but for Wake Forest fans. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, like I said, I, I get excited for that matchup. I, I have a different Wake Forest matchup. Um, it'll actually, I will we'll just throw the spoiler. I don't know who you're cheering for in the Wake Forest game I'm going to, so um, you know, that obviously gives you a pretty good hint, but that's <laughs> late. Honestly, Virginia Miami on Thursday night, I've seen that game a lot, both in Miami and in Charlottesville. My only issue with it is, is Virginia, when they play in Miami, it's either a really shitty game, like as in the game like, is 17 to nine, or it's just a blowout. So for me, I'm kind of on the eh train, plus Thursday nights, you know, let's go back to, I mean, I, I love, I love weeknight matching, but AC games belong on Saturdays. So I think we're a little, the whole Wednesdays and Thursday thing but it's a pretty good ACC slate you know in a in a perfect world I don't know how this would happen but Duke North Carolina plays that day in Chapel Hill that's a fun little rivalry I don't know if that game's going to be close this year but you could potentially get a two for one either there NC State's at home as well so there's a fun little again if you're a college football traveler trying to legit do this you could pull off a two for one here um, or you could, you you could know, pour yeah,
1: three for one
0: yeah really if things work out well enough you know Louisiana Tech NC State play at noon Duke and North Carolina at three and Louisville Wake gets that weird eight o'clock ACC network game you might have to leave Duke North Carolina a little early yeah you might be able to because it might be 72 to nothing so you know yeah. that that's very doable for sure so I mean, obviously that doesn't count for our game but um, take me to week six because I think week six Again, this one was kind of tough for me because I thought that there was – it's a, it's a, it's only five games this weekend, so it makes it a little bit easier in a sense. But at the same time, there were, I, I would argue that there were three, even really four, really good games because I, I don't think either one of us are going to Syracuse. But Wake Forest-Syracuse has actually been an incredible series over the last few years, mm-hmm. back and forth points. I mean, two years ago was that 39-30 or whatever it was, overtime game where they picked off one in the end zone and ran it back. Uh, so really, it was weird because it was the first time I ever heard of an overtime game ending in a two-possession score. So that was really cool, in my opinion. That game will stand out. But I mean, they went to overtime. I know a few years ago in, in Winston-Salem, Syracuse so won in the final minutes. So it's always been a good little series there. And that game did kind of scream. I do want to see the renovations at the Carrier Dome as well. But again, I would argue there are four really good games here. So I'm curious, kind of where you're where you're headed.
1: So week six was definitely hard to pick but i notre dame virginia tech stood out to me the most mainly because not only is it notre dame but i'm curious to see where virginia tech will be at this time is justin fuente on the hot seat like he is kind of on the hot seat already coming into this year but where is he going to be at week six is virginia tech going to be Five and at this time four and one is this going to be a top 25 matchup or is this just going to be a blowout and maybe virginia tech's not looking good maybe they're two and three coming into this game and this could be potentially the game where notre dame blows out virginia tech and we don't see justin fuente for week seven so but also it's at blacksburg and i need to go to blacksburg so um and I need to like jump around with those fans. Those fans are nuts. So I'm going to Blacksburg to go see Notre Dame and Virginia Tech.
0: Yeah, based off the ACC slate for this weekend, I would be shocked if this is not a night game. So night game in Blacksburg, mm-hmm. like you said, you got to go to it. Um, I don't like Virginia Tech in terms of you know based off who my favorite teams are. Um, you know, people that that listen probably know that, or at least if they know who I am, you know, know I'm not that big of a Virginia Tech. Fan when it comes to their team in terms of I hope they lose, but at the same sense like I love Blacksburg. Growing up in Roanoke, like as much as you know, I'm not gonna lie. When I was a kid, I actually liked all the Virginia schools. I learned growing up you had to pick one, uh, and Mm -hmm. I ended up picking more of a Wake Forest because I was just as close to my house in Roanoke as UVA was. But uh, you know, Virginia Tech is just awesome. So you're not gonna be missing out. I'm actually going to Blacksburg for this one too. In my in my my dream road trip. Like you said, it's for me is that you've actually pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. Where is Virginia Tech gonna be at this point? Also, in a way, too, where's Notre Dame at? I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't like Notre Dame is, you know, Ian Book gets a lot of rap for not being that great, but he was consistently good. I mean, he wasn't by any means a game changer. He's not a Trevor Lawrence, a Justin Fields, but he didn't lose you games. And Notre Dame and Virginia Tech, too, have played each other really close last couple of times they've met in South Bend. So, again, you know, I've seen a lot of night games in Blacksburg. Unfortunately, they don't, they haven't ended well very much for Virginia Tech recently. But a lot of times it was Clemson uh, or the Ohio State game. So, you know, things hopefully will change. Obviously, I will be cheering for the Hokies in this one just because anytime an AC team can beat up on Notre Dame, that's great because maybe they'll actually take us serious about joining our conference. Maybe but maybe if we beat them up too much, they won't want to join, but they're probably not joining anyways. But I think this slate, again, like I said, is is actually pretty good. Virginia-Louisville, you know, Louisville replaced. Maryland is the all-time crossover rivalry, and it's kind of become a little bit of rivalry within those fan bases. It's not anything big by any means, but especially because of the basketball side, those two have really kind of gone head-to-head, so it's kind of carried over into football as well. Uh, Virginia and Louisville like to go back and forth whenever it's in – in Louisville, Louisville wins close. Whenever it's in Charlottesville, UVA wins close. So it's kind of become one of those fun things as well. And again, Florida State, North Carolina, rematch of what happened last year. Mac Brown's never beaten Florida State at any of his stopping points. So mm-hmm. there was that enticement as well. But I just don't know how you can't take Notre Dame, Virginia Tech with what all is on the line for Virginia Tech. Plus, I mean, Enter Sandman, like you said, is going to be great. And Notre Dame hasn't come to Virginia Tech. I don't know if it's ever, but it's definitely been a long time. Not since when I moved to Virginia in two thousand nine. So obviously we're talking a couple twelve years now. So you know it's not like Notre Dame's come to Charlottesville a couple of times, but they haven't come to Blacksburg. So I know that's a big one on the Virginia Tech slate. So uh, transitioning over to week seven, and this is where my North Carolina got saved. Uh, I'm actually going to be heading to Chapel Hill here they got to go see Miami, North Carolina. I mean, this is the de facto coastal championship game. Uh, Can North Carolina do what they did last year to Miami? I kind of hope not if I'm making the trip over there. But I mean, that just, unfortunately, I just don't see how based off the week, you can't pick that pit at Virginia Tech again, seemed kind of enticing. But when I was weighing it, it's like I could have gone to Virginia tech against Notre Dame. Like I was basically, I, I compared those two weeks and I was like, you're going to get better games with Notre Dame at Virginia Tech and Miami at North Carolina than Florida State at North Carolina and Pitt at Virginia Tech. So Mm -hmm. it kind of made it easy. Clemson-Syracuse, again, just because of the whole history thing, but it's not like Clemson has a history of losing to Syracuse all the time, just that one time on a Friday night. So I'm not as concerned about it. No offense to Duke-Virginia, but eh. (laughs) (laughs) NC State-Boston College, that could be a good one, but again, I mean – None of these games compare to Miami,
1: North Carolina. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think we're both going to Chapel Hill week seven. Uh, again, like the, the, the uh, ACC, this this is kind of the little weakish part of the schedule, but with a big enticing game. Um, this could be like nationally televised everywhere. This is for the coastal division, depending on how high of a start Miami's going to be on. Uh, so this is for the coastal division. So I'm going to go with UNC Miami as well. This is going to be very, very fun. And especially two years ago when this game was at Chapel Hill, that was an electric game with that game winning touchdown, uh, Sam, Howe just going down the field and, uh, throwing it for a touchdown unbelievable. So I'm hoping to see that again, uh, from either Sam Howe or, um, from Miami as well. So.
0: Absolutely. So then for week eight, where are you taking, or where are you taking yourself, I guess?
1: (laughs) Week eight, uh, it was tough. Week eight was really, really tough. I thought about Wake Forest at Army. That looked really, really good. And they have had a lot of games with each other, a lot of close games, especially at West Point. I would love to go there one day. But I feel like I have to see... Miami play a good team further down along down the road. So I am going to go see NC state play Miami down at Coral Gables. Uh, I already missed the Miami, Alabama game, Miami app and Miami, Michigan state might as well go see them play uh, a fairly good, hopefully going to be number two in the Atlantic division, NC state team. So that's where I will be going is Miami NC state.
0: Yeah, and that game is important too. Cause if you look at it, it kind of, in the end breaks down to, to be that. I don't know the best way to put it, but like if they say they lose in North Carolina the week before, how does Miami respond? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, we have a tendency with Miami once, you know, once the ball starts rolling, it kind of doesn't stop. So that could be again, a very tough one. And and let's say Miami beats North Carolina, then it's that trap game, you know, that Miami is well known for. So I agree. That's a pretty good choice. I'm going to go to what I think is the best chance for a loss in the ACC for uh, Clemson. And that's going to be Pitt. Um, Mm. I think a Pat Narduzzi team, you know, obviously Pitt did beat Clemson in death value a few years ago. So maybe I'm sure Dabo Sweeney will have his guys ready to go. I really like Pitt in terms of like where they're at. I love Kenny Pickett and I love, I love a Narduzzi coach team. And you know, Pitt every year, Wins one game they're not supposed to. I am. I hate to say it. I'm not completely sold on Clemson yet. We'll have. I mean, by this point in the season, you know, October 23rd, we would know. But you know, is DJ Uyunglele going to be what we think he's going to be? I mean, someone brought up a comparison. I have family in Ohio, but they think DJ U is you. I always say it weird when I say it short. DJ U is very similar. To them to Cardell Jones from Ohio State where he was really good on the whole replacement no pressure thing but then when he became a full-time starter he never got established I don't think that's the case but that thought is creeping in my head a little bit more than I want it to be so I want to see what they're going to do against a good defense obviously Pitt secondary is not what it was Hamlin's gone Um, the list could go on honestly (laughs) that they've just produced fantastic secondary over the last few years but Pitt's one of those places. Uh, Clemson doesn't play there often, so Clemson fans are going to show up. I, I think they might honestly end up being the home team in terms of crowd. That orange on the good old mustard bottle seats will be mm-hmm. very, very interesting. Um, plus, I don't know if you've ever been or seen Heinz Field like in terms of in person driving by it, but the view from the end zone is gorgeous with the river in the background and the city, so give me a nice little sight line as well for a pretty big ACC game. So uh, Going to go see Clemson and Pitt because I think the NC State game, you're right, is a very good option. But I also hear that game more option. I'm a big believer in it when it comes to calling an upset. If everybody's calling it, it's probably not happening. So right. I'm going to go with a, well, I mean, people are still saying Pitt is a trap game for Clemson, but it's not as talked about as the NC State one too. So give me Clemson at Pitt that weekend. But, again, a pretty good slate. I, I'm glad you mentioned Wake Forest and Army because that was actually my second option. Yeah. Um, I really like the idea of – I think it's going to be a fun game in general, like just in terms of you know the option versus Sam Howell's gunslinging style of offense. Um, you know, the the front seven's not the same as it was for Wake Forest. You know, Boogie Basham's gone. You know, they're not they're not as strong. So seeing how they adapt to that or adapt to that as well is something that I thought was interesting, but. I'm gonna take us to week nine. I'm actually leaving ACC territory for week nine. I don't know if you're gonna be doing the same. It's actually a very good slate of games. I almost thought about going to Pitt this weekend as well. I'm actually gonna go watch Bronco Men and Hall return home. UVA at BYU. Mm. Um, that is a game where BYU's. I don't think what they are gonna be what they were last year is what they're gonna be this year. Obviously Zach Wilson's gone, so that's a piece too. But I think you know when BYU has to play a slate as what they have this year where. I'm not saying their slate was terrible last year. I think they deserve to be ranked where they were considering how they were de- defeating their teams. But I'm a big believer, too, if you play three or four Power 5 teams in six weeks, you're going to get banged up pretty quickly. When they play Utah in a, like week three, I believe, is going to be why you plays them, they're going to get banged up. So, yeah, they might play them well, and they might be a good team. But, you know, if you're playing UTSA and North Texas and Navy who hadn't done any tackling all back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, you're not going to get the same wear and tear as playing A physical Utah team, a Washington, a USC, you know, like what they're going to see this year at BYU. So, Bronco Menhall returning. I know, I don't know if you saw those articles a few years ago, but, you know, when this game was, uh, because Bronco was actually pushing for them to cancel it or at least push it back till after he's gone. Because he just, and I don't blame him, he loves BYU. He didn't leave BYU because he didn't like it. He just left because he saw a new opportunity and a new challenge on the East Coast. And I'm sure Virginia cut him a nice check too. Uh, to buy out his contract over in Provo. But it'll be interesting to see because, you know, BYU fans, of course, are going to want to beat Virginia and prove Bronco that they're doing well without him. And I also think the Virginia players are going to want to win for for Bronco. And I know Virginia fans want to beat BYU so they can look in the mirror and go, yeah, we, our coach has gotten better. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, BYU is not the same without Bronco. So that game just, again, way too enticing for me. So Florida State at Clemson and Miami at Pitt kind of got me excited. And actually, North Carolina, Notre Dame, too, which I'm going to pick that's where you're going. That's my prediction, at least.
1: That's exactly where I'm going. 7:30 prime time NDC. Uh it's just something different about that, especially when it's at South Bend and those colors are going to pop with the Navy gold and then the Carolina blue. I feel like I feel like Carolina is going to wear some kind of like retro jerseys there or something. I think they're going to come out with the baby blue helmets, but the the N in the C are, uh, is going to be navy blue. So I might see that, but that's a potential top 25 matchup, maybe even a top 15 matchup for sure. Um, I think it's going to be the game to talk about um, week nine, not only in the ACC, but all of college football. So I'm definitely, and I also want to see South Bend. So, yeah, we're going to go to UNC at Notre Dame.
0: South Bend is still to this day my favorite college football stadium I've been to. And, like, it's not – the stadium itself is really nothing overly special in terms of, like, just, you know, if you're going just based off the stadium. But, again, that town is incredible. Kegs and eggs at the local bars, like the linebacker. If you – anyone that's listening is actually thinking about going to South Bend at any point. I know it might cost more money. I know it might be harder for work schedules. Go on, a, like, get there by Wednesday night, so Thursday. Because two days before the before any game day, they do a full stadium tour. It's 10 bucks. I did it. It took you in the press box, took you in the locker room, took you, you have to hit the play like a champion sign. You got to go down on the field for 15 minutes. If you bring a football, you can toss it around with your buddies. It was incredible the college Hall, hall of fame used to be there unfortunately it's not there i think it's better now than it's in atlanta seeing the pictures from when it was in south bend but that could have added to of course the trip but south bend is incredible plus if you're there early i'd recommend maybe friday going out to chicago you can take a train from the airport in south Bend it's 15 bucks round trip and it's only a 45 minute train ride it was incredible so you're you're definitely not missing out on that choice i just my living in Virginia, the whole Bronco Mendenhall thing. And for me, scenery matters. And having been in Notre Dame, that's probably what sways it because the touchdown Jesus in the Golden Dome might have outweighed the mountains in Provo. But the views from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo are pretty darn nice too.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so when an AC team heads out there, which is not too common, I'm going to take advantage of that, especially with the storyline behind it. Um, but where we we going week 10? Or I guess, where are you going? Because week 10... I'm going to say it's, it's an underrated week in the ACC just because uh, my favorite thing of all time. This is the week that Wake Forest and North Carolina play for a non-ACC game. Love that.
1: Ridiculous.
0: But uh, it's incredible. So I really wanted to go there. But again, Miami, North Carolina just made way too much sense to go to. Yeah. But uh, where where are you going for week 10?
1: Yeah, first, I just got to rant about that real quick. I think it's ridiculous how Wake and Carolina play a non-conference game. I mean, that's like – that that's a rivalry. That's an in-state rivalry. I think that should be a conference game. That's how – that's one of my opinions about how the ACC does the scheduling and everything. It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: But – I will say, I'm glad you're I'm glad you at, going at the conference there. I think if you're Wake Forest, North Carolina, it's a smart idea. But I agree with you they shouldn't be playing that it's they shouldn't be playing the way they are like they shouldn't it should be a conference game I I again I'm a big component of keeping FCS games I think you have to support your in-state local schools and your group of five teams Mm -hmm. I don't want this full separation but I'm okay with the nine game schedule and maybe getting rid of some of these super random games like trying to think of one that just drives me up a wall I mean Mizzou Boston College is a fun one so I can't say that but like that type of matchup where you're just like what the heck like why you know kind of thing so I would love to see where you know it's a crossover more often than not or I wish maybe I mean this might not be fair but like I would love not not to say that Duke and Wake Forest is not this riveting rivalry and obviously NC State and North Carolina is so that probably plays a role in it but why can't they switch off every year? Or why can't they just figure out in the ACC that maybe that's put all four North Carolina teams that are an hour, like, it still pisses me off that you can go 20 minutes from Chapel Hill to Raleigh, but you're in different divisions in college. Football. Yeah, like it just, it, like, do, it like doesn't what, make any
1: sense. Like, like I,
0: being separate from those three, fine. Went to Salem's far enough away, an hour and a half, two hours from Duke and State and Carolina where it makes sense. But what the... Yeah, I'm not going to get into the rant. It just drives it up a wall. Like, if anything, I know this is strange. It makes no sense. Take Miami out of the Coastal. Put it in the Atlantic. I mean, it does kind of give a weird balance of power over to the Atlantic more than we don't want, but – or Louisville. They're not in the Atlantic or the Coastal. They're neither. Like, they're just out in the farms in Kentucky. Put yeah. them in – and swap them with Wake or swap them with Duke, swap them with somebody, make these teams equal. Like and the fact oh, that these the Carolina
1: schools, like state and Duke and Wake and Carolina play once every six years. Yeah, that does, I I don't like that. They should be playing each other every year. I yeah, mean exactly like yeah, that, yeah. That, that is so crazy. Like
0: NC, I mean, I guess the nice thing is if you're an NC state fan and you just you you're really curious how Duke football is doing this year. You hop in the car and you go drive, it's like driving to your local high school for most towns. 20 30 minutes and you can go watch them (laughs) but yeah that's yeah i'm glad we can agree there so yeah for sure where are you going week 10
1: anyway for week 10 since i can't go to wake and carolina since i'm already going to miami at carolina i thought outside of the box and i'm actually going up to chestnut hill and i'm gonna go see virginia tech play boston college um i'm gonna have a fun friday night I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to be with a bunch of Bostonians and I'm going to enjoy my Saturday at the pubs, at the bars, watching college football in Boston and Chestnut Hill. So I'll have a fairly good game against Virginia Tech and Boston College um, and have a lot of fun Friday night. And then Saturday, I'll just go out and go out. Boston's one of my favorite cities in America. It truly is. It's a beautiful city. And I would love to spend an early November uh, Saturday drinking Guinness and watching college football. That sounds unbelievable to me. So, thought a little bit outside of the box. I'm going to go see Virginia Tech play Boston College.
0: That's a great choice. Um, Got to go to the, the Sam Adams Brewery. I love Sam Adams. And that was definitely a fun mm-hmm. time up there. That's actually how I spent my 21st birthday. So, Definitely can't go wrong there. Um, I will say, wait, let me make sure this is the right, correct weekend. If you're feeling dangerous and you want to go watch some high school football, that Saturday, UMass hosts Rhode Island.
1: Oh, there we what go. I was
0: saying, if you want to go watch, if you want to get another college football stadium off the list at a high school football stadium, basically, at McGurk, which, by the way, just a fun thing. I don't know if you saw this. I think we may have mentioned this before, but UMass actually hosts Boston College this year. at their Yeah, we did stadium, say that, stadium. yeah. That's insane to me. So you can see <laughs> what, what a terrible facility that is because I've been there. And no offense to UMass. There's a reason why they played in Foxborough for a long time. And it's the crazier part is they came back to their old stadium. They never renovated it from the six years it wasn't used when they were playing in Foxborough. So mm-hmm. it's just it's a weird stadium. It's a high school football stadium, to be completely honest with you. Right. So you're feeling dangerous. You can, uh, you can check that off as well. I'm actually going to go watch your pack in Tallahassee. I, I love Florida yeah. State. I love the traditions. Uh, having been on the sidelines for Chief Osceola doing the spirit midfield. Makes it so much more fun, and I think this game is going to be a good one because if Florida State is where I think it's headed with Mike Norvell, this team should maybe not be clicking, but making progress by this point in the season. Not to mention, again, NC State is – both these teams, again, I love the Atlantic this year because I don't know who's going to be second and I don't know who to be, who can be sixth. And I could see a world, I don't think, I, more with NC State bottoming out at six, but I could see a world where both teams are either two or six in the conference. I mean, NC State has the talent and I think has better coaching, so I think it'll be harder for them to bottom out at sixth. But if Devin Leary goes down and, you know, the, the hot seat of Dave Doran gets crazy and you know, I no offense to NC State fans, but they can get a little heated about things. If yeah. things just get a little crazy, I could see it because there's enough talent around the rest of the Atlantic to where if things are if they're if they're off a little bit, you could lose the weight. You could lose to, you know, Boston College. You could lose to. So that's gonna be a fun one. I um plus I wanted to get I wanted to make sure I put a priority on going to Clemson, Virginia Tech, UNC, and Florida State this year. So I had to make sure I had to get it and Seemed like the best fit to get it in there, so getting NC State at Florida State. And I'm actually seeing NC State the following week in what is my favorite North Carolina rivalry. No offense to State and Duke, or State and Duke, excuse me, State and Carolina, um, but give me State at Wake. That's just become a fun little series, and especially mm-hmm. in Winston-Salem, and you probably know, especially if you've grown up a Wake fan but also went to State and lived in Winston-Salem, I'm sure you've probably gone over to those games, even while yeah. you're at State, like, for whatever reason, BB&T now truest field is kryptonite for the Wolfpack. It is yeah. incredible. I, mean, I think I, I think I saw the stat. It was ten of the last twelve. Wake Forest has won, and we're talking about some of these years where NC State was an eight nine win team and Wake was winning too. So yeah, you know this is one of those games again. I, I think just way you know we're far away from week eleven. I would probably pick Wake right now if I had to pick it. Uh, so I think, but I think it's going to be a good one regardless. I mean, the last time they played. Believe was that the one where Wake in Wake at least was that the one where Wake blew it out because like NC State scored early but then Wake Forest just like went on this run and then I think it was Mm -hmm. two times ago where it was actually back and forth the whole game, but I think that that two years ago wasn't it when Wake like, I mean I know they blew out but it wasn't it was like forty two nothing like half it was a something like yeah it it was insane I was at
1: that game it was crazy like Wake Forest
0: like every time they touched the ball like that next play was a touchdown and every time like wasn't that the game too where NC state fumbled twice inside like the three or four yard line? Like they were so close to scoring and just like, I think wasn't didn't the guy had dropped the ball at one point at the one yard line. Like, I think, yeah, was one of those I was like, at that game like, too. Like, that yeah. Was, like It's just, it's again, not a, not a huge rivalry. I mean, you know, state's obviously way more focused on Carolina, but I mean, I'm definitely immersed in your, in your blood, but that's become a, a game where I think both teams, you know, I think state fans are probably tired of Wake being like, Yeah, you think you're so good at football, then why don't you beat us?
1: <laughs> so yeah.
0: you know, that's something that I think is is I think that actually it wasn't that the game two years ago too that clinched Wake Forest winning the, the state because that was your wake actually played all three teams and won all three. Yeah. You know, wake yeah. forest claimed the state. So, you know, and then obviously App State's like, Well, what about us? So
1: yeah, uh, yeah exactly. That,
0: so this game obviously has some relevancy there because Wake will play all three teams from the state. So I don't think Wake Forest is going to beat North Carolina, but if they do, this could be the uh, the Big Four championship. Yeah, the Big Four championship. So yeah, there's something to look forward to there.
1: Yeah, I've definitely had my fair share of state and wake games, and I'm I shit you not, every state and wake game game I've been to, Wake has won in my life. (laughs) I think I went to one when I was a little kid. Wake won. Um, My I didn't go to state all four years. I transferred in from community college. And my sophomore year, which was my last year at community college, I was still cheering on Wake Forest. And that was that game where state fumbled at the one-yard line and Wake won that game. Then my junior year, Wake is at state, and uh there was a game winning touchdown to fruit and fall, and then senior year. I mean, Wake absolutely destroys NC State. And then last year, fortunately, Wake State won that game. But, yeah, that's a great pick because those games are just crazy. It was like they're very streaky. State was on a three-game win streak than Wake was. So that's a great, great underrated pick, I think, for sure. But um, for my Week 11, I'm actually going to go to Tallahassee, and I'm going to go see the Canes play – Florida state, because I think that's also a very underrated rivalry in the ACC. I think we talk a lot of state Carolina, wake Duke, and, you know, even the out of conference matchups, we talk about Louisville, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Clemson, Florida, Florida state. I think Miami, Florida state, that's a game I really want to go to. I think I I really want to go to see uh, that stadium Uh, looks very beautiful. So, I would love to see that rivalry. Definitely. So I'm going to go to Tallahassee and go see Miami and Florida state.
0: Hot take, maybe not hot take. I don't know. It's the best ACC rivalry like in ACC, like AC versus ACC. It's the best one I've been to that game. I never went in Tallahassee, but I did go twice when it was in Miami. And I mean, uh, again, thankfully we are not a super PG podcast here, but the things that get said there would get us banned. Um, Definitely (laughs) things those fans hate each other. Um, It is where I learned the, if you ever want to look it up, the, the Florida state chant, but it's called the Florida state sucks chant, but it's the Florida state chop. But it basically changed some of the words to um, some inappropriate stuff. We'll say so. Uh, it, it is it is definitely a fun rivalry. You'll get the the use up and the use down and the chop and the it's just it's so much fun and you're going to go to Doke Campbell. You're going to love it. Um, definitely a better place in my opinion to watch it because it will be packed and just a mm. beautiful spot comparatively. Hard Rock Stadium is a great stadium and it does get pretty packed for that game, but I would definitely rather see it in Doke. So I think you're making a great choice there. And I actually jokingly thought about because I was looking for a Clemson game. Watching them play UConn, just because I thought it would be hilarious. A <laughs> uh, North Carolina-Pitt was another good one. Duke-Virginia Tech has become like low-key like a rivalry in a sense, not because they actually like. I mean, Virginia Tech's the better program, but Duke mm-hmm. always just seems. Especially being I mean, last time they played there two years ago, that was that Friday night beatdown. Actually, that was the night before UVA at Notre Dame when I was in South Bend, where Duke just beat the living heck out. Of, that, was, that was the first time. I think that Virginia Tech fans truly questioned Justin Fuente was when Duke just beat the living snot out of him on national TV on a Friday night. So I don't think that's going to happen here. But if Duke does do that, not only is Fuente losing his job, but Cutcliffe signing a bonus. So (laughs) you're getting like the perfect combination here of win and loss, kind of uh, I guess coaches in that sense. So uh, that's another fun one. So. Oh, did you pick? Where are we going? Where are you going? Week? We, week twelve now? I'm losing track
1: of time. I think yeah, week 12. twelve. Week twelve. So, week twelve. I uh, I've been now all of the mainly most of the stadiums I've already picked. So I only had to pick between two because I've been to everyth- everything else so far. So, but luckily I haven't been to Death Valley yet. So why not go see Wake play Clemson? Uh, I think that's going to be a closer matchup than a lot of people think. Uh, I think with Hartman's, you know, experience, I think they can make it a close game. I have been to a wake Clemson game before at death Valley. Um, when wake was actually like tearing it up that year, unfortunately, I still think to this day, if John Wolford wasn't injured, that game's a lot closer than 28 to 14, um, So that was a very fun game. Death Valley is an experience. It's very chilling to see them run down and touch the rock and run down the hill. So I'm glad that uh, Clemson fell right into my lap week 12 and potentially one of the better matchups, I think maybe in week 12. So I'm headed to Death Valley to go save and play wake.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go watch what in many years has been a de facto AC coastal championship game. I'm going down to, to South Florida. Virginia Tech at Miami. We're both going to games that we've actually seen happen in the stadium that we're going to watch it at. I saw Virginia Tech Miami two years ago. Shout out to my buddy Hayden, who is a big Miami fan, as well as my buddy Thomas, who joined me for this one. And this is the game where Virginia Tech stormed out to, I believe it was a 35 to nothing lead. Maybe it was 28 nothing. It was something crazy. And then Miami stormed all the way back to take a one point, or to, to tie the game, but would have gotten the lead if they would have made the extra point. So mm, yeah, misses the extra point. Good old Bubba Baxa, everyone's favorite kicker in Miami. And then Virginia Tech scores on the next drive. Like it was one of the most insane games I've ever attended because we thought about leaving at halftime. To the two people I was with from Miami fans. I really didn't care. I was actually coming back the next week from Virginia at Miami. So I was just kind of like there just to hang out with them. And next thing I know, it was crazy. I mean, we, it, Virginia, and, and it rained. Like it was sunny in 90 when we were tailgating we were sweating and we probably sweat out all the alcohol we drank previously so it was great but then it started pouring and became freezing it was the strangest game and i think it's going to be an important game because if virginia tech is still in the hunt like i think if Fuente's still got a job this game will matter because if miami blows them out then again it's a push to fire fuente but i think if virginia tech goes to miami and wins, especially if let's say miami is currently in first place in the coastal that could secure Fuente's job. So, And plus, I think, too, it'll be fun because the following, you know, Virginia Tech-Virginia has a very fun rivalry and and normally a pretty big one recently. I think both Virginia and Virginia Tech have to go on the road to to tough coastal teams with Virginia going to Pitt and Tech going to Miami. You know, does Virginia Tech maybe look ahead to Miami if Miami is a top-10 team or look ahead to Virginia, excuse me, knowing that losing to Virginia is going to be way more detrimental to the fan base? than losing you know, a, a game in Coral Gables, or I guess in this case in Miami Gardens, <laughs> against the Miami team that's ranked. I mean, my, Virginia Tech fans definitely don't like Miami from the Big East days and stuff, so there's that. But I still think there's more Tech fans that can't stand Virginia over Miami. So maybe there's that look ahead, too. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I'm going to South Florida there, and that actually leads me to my Week 13 I'm going to Virginia Tech at Virginia. I don't miss that game. I miss, Last year was the first year I missed it in 12 years growing up in Virginia. Basically, when we moved, we went every year. My next-door neighbor is a, a Hokie Club donor, so he took me, and I fell in love with it. So the game meant so much to me as a kid, and obviously the last time they played with fans, that game was incredible uh, in Charlottesville. So I will be taking my talents, I guess, to Charlottesville to end the year with Virginia Tech and Virginia that slate's interesting just because, I mean, again, we've visited a lot of the great places. Uh, state was an option, I guess, for North Carolina. Cause I don't, Did I go to state this year? No, I did not. So I did think about going to state, but I had seen them three times and North Carolina three times. So that kind of ruled that one out. I've already seen Clemson three times, and I've seen Clemson at South Carolina before. Fun time, but not overly enticing. Debated maybe Florida State or Florida, but I think maybe we're two years away from making that game interesting again in, in the Swamp. Georgia-Georgia Tech, I've kind of wanted to see that rivalry, but I don't think Georgia Tech has a shot this year. So, again, there's just not a lot. Maybe Miami-Duke, just to relive the lateral days. That one yeah. Crazy, <laughs> but really nothing that stands out. Wake Forest-Boston College was kind of fun. I've seen that game a couple of times in um, Winston-Salem, and those are always fun games, and it could be. That game could, I don't think it will, but it could come down to second place in the AC. It also could come down to who gets a bowl game if both yeah. these teams you know are getting beat up it could be five and six five and six or maybe it's six and five five and six you know kind of thing where you know one team can kind of solidify itself in a better bowl game the other team's out or maybe both are just on the edge of the bowl and I think it goes to the winner so there are some good games but I think Virginia Tech Virginia just made the most sense in terms of not only my personal history but I hadn't seen Tech too much yet I hadn't seen Virginia yet and I do think that Charlottesville is just a, a very underrated place in the fall it's a great college town and me being from Virginia. It just makes sense because I'll be home for Thanksgiving.
1: There you go. Um, I like that pick. I do. That was one of my top ones, uh, but unfortunately I can't go to state or Carolina because I already been to Raleigh. Can't go to Clemson, South Carolina because I've seen Clemson three times. So I think I'm going to go to the swamp and I think I'm going to go see Florida state, Florida. I think that's, uh, I think you're right when you say that's about two years away from making that game very fun again. Um, but I would love to go to the swamp. I've never been there before. Uh, I've never been to Gainesville. I really, really thought hard about, uh, Louisville versus Kentucky. Uh, I think that's going to be a very fun game too. I was 50, 50 on when it came down to it. Louisville and Kentucky and Florida, Florida state. But I feel like um, Gainesville is going to be a lot of fun. I think uh, who knows if uh, Florida state might turn a quarter, we could see an eight and nine win team. You never know. Although I don't see it happening, but it could most certainly happen. Um, And those fans are just nuts. Florida fans, Florida state fans, they're nuts. So I think I'm going to, uh, go to Florida State, Florida. Not a bad choice. I mean, especially
0: that's the problem. Like, you know, if you especially if you put a priority on places with the rules that we put in place, you know. Yeah. In a perfect world, we could probably, you know, again, you would have gone to Carolina State. Heck, I may have even considered just how big that game is. And in the real world, my plan, hopefully we can maybe make it work if we can meet up. Is Friday we meet up, we go to UNC at state. And then Saturday, if you want to join me in Charlottesville for Virginia Tech, Virginia, let's do it. So in the real world, I want to be able to go to both, and that's yeah, that's what plan. I was thinking. That's kind of my plan now. But again, we're we're playing hypotheticals here because also in the real world, I'm not able to to be in Boston College one week and then Louisville the next, and you know, I, unfortunately, I don't think either one of us is making enough money to be able to afford that amount of either gas mm-hmm. and/or flights,
1: so- right? But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. In a perfect world, I would have gone State Carolina Friday night and maybe hop on I-95 South and go to Columbia. So I don't know, but that's my pick. Yeah, in the perfect world, maybe, but Florida, State, Florida, that could be very fun. In Virginia Tech, Virginia, that's probably really, really good because it's not the SEC-ACC crossover. This is a, in rivalry week, this is like one of the rare – ACC ACC games so
0: and that's one thing I do love like for Thanksgiving weekend with the do playing on the having a good game on Friday because like two years ago that's how I saw Clemson at South Carolina I lived in Florida so I had to drive through Columbia heading down anyway so I went to UVA and Virginia Tech on Friday and then Saturday on my way down it was a long day because it was a noon kickoff so I kind of had to drive through some of the night or actually no I think I left at four o'clock in the morning because I wanted to use the the free bet at my parents' house. But remember, <laughs> I drove back and drove down to Columbia to see Clemson, South Carolina. So, yeah, again, perfect world will be able to do that. But I think that went well. I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, I didn't make the rules that actually I did say we have to see an ACC team. So I guess that would automatically mean the ACC championship game in Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I personally would rather go to that anyways. You mean the only way that I won't go to an ACC championship game is like if you give me OU Texas maybe in the Big 12 championship game? I might be on board for that just because that just sounds incredibly fun. Or if USC plays Oregon, maybe in the PAC 12, free trip to Vegas, sign me up. But yeah. uh, AC championship game obviously for that, but uh, any final thoughts? Uh, is there any, I guess let's, let's wrap it up with this. What is the game you probably look forward to the most? I know I didn't ask you to know this off the top of your head, but looking at, I don't know if you have your list in front of you. I know I have mine. Like, what would be your like what is the game that most excites you to attend?
1: Oh, uh, let's see. I think the game that most excites me. And it can be personal.
0: Uh, it, it could just be personal, like again, like your ties to NZ State. If it's going to Starkville, that's fine. Like whatever yeah. game is the most exciting for you.
1: All right. I'll do because I'll do one that's big, and I'll do one that's my preference. So my One that's my preference that entices me is probably NC State, Mississippi State, because we didn't get to see it last year. And I really want to see Mike Leach. I really want to see everything, the festivities that Raleigh could have put on. Um, So for personal preference, that's probably mine. But of the whole ACC schedule. Honestly, because I'm going to pay attention to what Georgia is going to do this year, Clemson, Georgia. That's a big, big game week one. And those are two playoff teams for sure. If we keep it to four, which I think we will, this might be the last year we're going to keep it at four. But even if Georgia loses that game, they have the rest of the SEC East to play, which is going to be very down this year, and then Georgia Tech. So if Georgia wins, we could see them 12-0 and in the SEC championship against Bama or a and and then for Clemson, Clemson loses this game. They could easily be 11 and 1 heading into the ACC championship against Carolina or Miami, who could also end up with one or two losses and have a chance at the playoffs. So that Clemson, Georgia game is going to tell a lot throughout the rest of the season. And I think a lot of people are going to go back to that game and uh, see where they lie. So.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, that, I mean, I hate to say it, but, I mean, I am a Clemson homer just because it makes the conference look better. I am one of those crazies that care about the conference as much as I care about my own (laughs) team. That game is going to be stressful because, like, if Clemson loses that game, they can't afford to lose another game. They just can't. And like you said, too, like, you know, if Alabama, let's say Oklahoma does what they're going to do in the Big 12, Ohio State does what they normally do in the Big 10 there, but let's say they're undefeated both. Alabama runs the table, beats Miami, maybe not handily, but beats them as much as Clemson does in the AC title game or something like that. You know, does Georgia, the SEC champion or SEC loser at 12 and one who has the win over Clemson, or does AC champion 12 and one Clemson get in too? So you got to stress mm. that out as much I didn't as I even think out. about that. So yeah. That, 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 there's so much on the line, especially on the ACC side. Georgia, like you said, they can probably afford to lose and be fine. They could run the table and be in. Yeah, and, and 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 maybe in a good world, if Oklahoma decides to lose Kansas State like it does every single year, and Iowa State does something, maybe then two lost Georgia could even get in. But Clemson can't get in with two losses, and they might not even get in with one. So even if it's a close game week one, I mean, I would like to think the committee would forgive them. But if it's down between one lost Georgia and one lost Clemson, as much as my bias has put Clemson in, I do believe head to head should matter. So I think Cle- I think mm-hmm. Georgia should get it in that sense. And so it's just like crap like this could like the ac shot at the playoffs minus maybe unc miami running the table could be completely shot <laughs> just by clemson losing this game and especially if they lose badly i mean i think i know more about georgia than i do clemson so it's almost concerning because i mean clemson has more potential upside but if clemson that showed up against boston college last year with dju shows up uh-oh <laughs> yeah so who knows um, you know, so that, that game is definitely in terms of, like you said, the national or the foot, like this true college football landscape, most important for me, I think UVA at BYU is the most exciting. Uh, maybe that, I think NC State, Mississippi State might be right there as well. I just, I really want to see what I saw BYU play at Virginia in 2013. So I'm kind of curious. They were super friendly people. I'm kind of curious what game day is like in Provo. But it's going to be the opposite of what you're getting in Starkville. I don't think I'm going to be bouncing from bar to bar, getting absolutely <laughs> sloshed people offering me beer in the parking lots. Like I'm not going to throw Mormon stereotypes out there, but we know that BYU is, like, they won't let their athletes get sponsored by bars. So, I mean, obviously it's not a drinking or town. even coffee. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> drinking town, I mean, I'm probably going to have to drink. Like, I'm hoping that I can find a bang energy in the gas station. That's all my only hope is that there's some caffeine somewhere in that place. Cause I'm going to need it. I'm going all the way out to Provo, Utah from the East Coast. But that game is exciting because of the sight lines. I'm hoping it's a, a game that if in a perfect world, the sun's going to be setting on the mountains. Like just give me that scenery, UVA, BYU, the storyline too. Like I think if this was maybe Pitt, BYU, it's less enticing because I mean, personally for us, who cares? But knowing Bronco Mendenhall's ties, I'm intrigued. I'm, I don't think BYU fans are going to boo him but I'm curious, like after they do that, I'm sure they're going to have some nice tribute video for them or something. I am enticed to see the fans around me, how they react. You know, yeah. if we're going to be like, you know, maybe not again, I think more people, I think they're just too nice. The GOU you fans are the nicest fans I've ever met. You know, I think they might be too nice to, to say really bad things about Bronco, but I wouldn't be shocked if they win. If you hear the, I knew we were better off with Bronco Bronco should have stuck with us. He could be on a better program, you know, kind of thing. So it'll be interesting just to see that, you know, I kind of want to push BYU fans to trash talk. So so that's, there's an enticement of that selfishness of like trying to push BYU fans to maybe say something I wouldn't expect them to say. Cause Mm -hmm. I've seen BYU three or four times. I saw them at Tennessee and when they beat Tennessee, they were like, some of them were apologizing for winning. Not, not in terms of like, Oh, we're sorry. We're beat you. But like, we're sorry. You feel the way you do. Like it was a good game. And it's like, I mean, I'm not saying you should be like, "Ha ha, screw you, we won," kind of thing, but like, what? My team wins. I'm not apologizing to you. <laughs>
1: like, yeah,
0: no way. So, I think that would be just again, personally, there's just so much just behind that the scenery. BYU's top five stadium. I've always wanted to go to. Give me an ACT team there. Give me the storyline. And again, my Virginia ties help. So mm-hmm. you know, there's just all of that. So. Awesome, Nick. I think that went really, really well. Everyone, I'm curious what your road trips are. Please, you know, tweet at us. Um, Of course, you can, you know, DM me as well In fifth quarter ACC. We're going to get Nick access here. So he's going to be able to respond to some of those as well. But, you know, this is a good conversation. I would love to hear what other people think. Um, I can't wait to get roasted for something I said. I feel like it happens every single time. Um, But, you know, maybe I should throw a hot take out there. Boston college wins the ACC and that way we just hang up and we call it a day, but yeah, <laughs> you know, and then we get, we might actually have the most listeners of all time. If I, you know, what, I might just predict that just to get, get us, you know, like the big game boomer guy on Twitter, just to get, like, he's just saying stuff to tick people off that could work. That could yeah. possibly work. So anyways, with that being said, Nick, I appreciate your time. And, uh, this time next week we'll be, uh, Give it everyone our thoughts on what's going to happen on the field, not just you know our goals of what we want to see, but anything you want to say to listeners before we go. Uh,
1: we're getting closer. I can't wait for next week. We're going to be previewing some teams. Uh, by this time next week, we're like a month away. And uh, you know, come at my Twitter too at uh, NDOLE seventy four if uh you got any like backlash on where I'm going for our dream ACC road trip or anything like that. So. Other than that, I'm looking forward to next week and uh, previewing some teams. Absolutely. And
0: before we go, I don't know if this happened, I guess, a few minutes ago. I don't know if you get ESPN notifications on your phone, Nick. The Big 12 is now allegating that the ESPN, they have evidence that ESPN is trying to, end quote, destabilize the league. So Big 12 <gasps> might be suing the, the, the ESPN here which hold your horses, Texas yeah, and exactly Oklahoma. I don't meant. think
1: you're at the sec yet. Then, yeah,
0: And it might, and it might, and it affects the ACC in a sense. Cause you know, that's obviously where our network is with. So yeah. again, how much of it is true. Again, I think ESPN and the sec would win a lawsuit against the big 12, just purely off the lawyers They can probably hire, but mm-hmm. having, you know, I'm, I I have a soft spot for K state in my heart, the big 12, and I don't want to see K state relegated to the group of five. So If this means saving K State, I'm all for it. So, you know that's this. You know we may. I feel like every podcast we do for the next six weeks, maybe even more, we're gonna have some intro or exit mention of this relegation not relegation, but just realignment. I guess you could say because I feel like tomorrow we might make might wake up and maybe the ACC is gonna be suing the ESPN too for trying to screw them out of their contract or something. Who knows? Yeah. We're waiting for it. Uh, Well, actually final prediction. Does the AAC get the big 12 members or does the big 12 steal the AAC's members? I'm curious what your thoughts are.
1: Ooh. So in my little,
0: who wins the, we get to be the the replacement power five. If it sticks that way,
1: if it's going to be a power five, I think big 12 Take some uh, Big Twelve will take some of the AAC because they could take Tulsa, they could take maybe Tulane. Um, so I think maybe we could see the Big Twelve take those teams.
0: See, I was thinking that, but I was also thinking too. And this this is a crazy hot take. If let's say they do grab that because of the location, like you mentioned, Tulane, Tulsa. I think that the AAC will go out there and they'll poach a BYU or they'll poach a Boise State. They'll mm. post they'll, they'll 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 make themselves a true an american athletic conference where they they might even i i could see the aac drawing tcu and them over if they could be like hey you can be reunited with boise state you can be reunited with byu you can and and now we're going to be the p5 we have a contract coming up with it with espn that's going to be worth more than what the big 12 is currently worth like yeah the big 12 has the negotiation coming up but that's kind of why texas is leaving
1: yeah
0: so i'm on i'm on team aac hopping the big 12 prediction wise i don't want that to happen but i think that i would put my betting cards on the aac again poaching a tcu i mean please give me smu and tcu in the same conference again like having driven those comp like drive like driven from a tcu game to an smu game where it takes 20 minutes like kind of like what we see you know with state duke and carolina like give me those teams in the same conference like please that just sounds incredible but who knows this will be yeah. well, no one knows i don't even think i don't even think texas and oklahoma or the sec know they just know no something. one knows something but they probably know they yeah. maybe know a little bit more than what we know of course but i would argue that a lot of the the, the 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 beans have been spilled so you know kevin spilled the chili so i think we might know what we're getting into but we don't know too much so uh with that being said everybody remember we're not going to stress it just means a little bit less here in the acc